Blog Talk Radio. The Good Grief Girl. Girl. I am Dr. Dr. Sinead Gilbert and... And I am Kiara Sinead and we're your hosts for Girl Talk That Heals. Heals. Yep, yep, yep. Our topic for today is like a um, continuation, I guess. (laughs) A continuation of... Well, it's not a continuation because we didn't do last week's show. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. Remember, we got yes, disconnected. We, but we still did it. We still, I mean, we were in the midst of it. We were like 30 minutes but in. But nobody heard it. Oh. <laughs> you know. Well, it's like a continuation so. for us. It's like a continuation for us. So we're like kind of yes. back up where we were interrupted. I'll say that then. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were having technical okay, so difficulties. Our, AT&T interrupted. So, yeah. <laughs> AT&T? Calling them out? <laughs> AT&T, she needs, uh, um, you need <sighs> to go ahead and uh, amend her bill for the next month. Go ahead and probate those charges, please. I stay doing that with Xfinity. Um, but our we were well I say we say this every week but we were discussing um, the topic um, growth spurts um, mm-hmm. when you experience growth spurts and sometimes those growth spurts uh, for instance if you outgrow a a specific friend a relationship um, business our work sometimes that could trigger emotional. Um, Standpoints in your life that you didn't know existed until it happened. So right, it actually triggers feelings of grief because I mean it it feels similar and it can become overwhelming. And I think that process of deciding should I go or should I um, stay, that entire process can be stressful, especially if it's someone that you love or a position at work that you enjoy and you just start to, you know, because moving on isn't always um The result of something negative or the result of something going wrong. Sometimes it can be great and you know that it's time to do something better. Sometimes we can become lazy or bored doing something because we're comfortable. So sometimes Mm -hmm. when you become too comfortable doing something, it's because it's time for you to move on. So um, Mm. moving this, making the, the decision to move or experiencing growth spurts should not be viewed as something that's negative or something that comes with adversity. Sometimes it can be a beautiful thing that it's just time to grow and 
and move. And it's 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 True. a stressful decision to make. And I don't think we we approach it from the emotional standpoint that we should. Well, what's the emotional standpoint that we should address it? It's it's that feeling like, of how, how would um, you look at it? Would you ask a couple of questions to help you to push your way through? Like, how would you? Yes, like I said, you become lazy, and I hate to use the term lazy, but um, Mm -hmm. it is is somewhat laziness, because when you become comfortable in your space, Mm -hmm. and not that we should seek discomfort, but if you've been doing something for a long time, and it's no longer challenging you, you're no longer striving to be a better person, that's when you should examine your surroundings and say, maybe it's time for me to seek something better. Because in a previous episode, we talked about losing yourself, how you personally um, have lost your way or things have happened to you that have caused you to lose your way. But growth spurts can expose how things around you are affecting you. So it's not necessarily you. It's the space that you're in. It's the environment that you're Uh in. It's the people that you're connected to that sometimes that growth spurt exposes how, or the need for a growth spurt exposes that it's time for you to change your environment. It's time for you to change your surroundings. You need to find a new circle, a circle of friends who aren't just, you know, co-signing everything that you're doing, but a group of friends that are challenging you to be better that um, are or they have aspirations that you can admire. Sometimes you need to change your circle so that you can Mm -hmm. continue to grow and evolve. So I think that's one of the things that you have to look for um, to, to distinguish if you are actually experiencing a growth spurt or if it's time for you to pursue a growth spurt. So do you think I agree with those um, things that you just said, but, okay, look at educators, for an example. You have some Mm -hmm. educators who have been a teacher almost 40 years. They um, They don't yearn to advance into leadership or um other positions outside of the classroom that that may deal with curriculum of so forth they're comfortable and and they're comfortable right there in the classroom so i think we kind of need to say put enter a disclaimer here that Mm -hmm. some people know what they want to do for the rest of their lives and then there are others who have different seasons of their lives where they're going to want to experience other things or, you know, learn more things or acquire more knowledge in other areas. So we're not mm-hmm. knocking anyone who who has a passion for a particular area or a career and, and they just know without a shadow of a doubt that they belong in that position until they retire. I wanted to kind of note that because you have some people who stay places 30, 40 years. That's not everybody's mindset. However, there mm-hmm. are some teachers who can't envision doing anything else. But I agree. That. I believe that you can be in the same place for 20, 30 years, the same position for 30 years, and not be the same person for those 20 years. So the way you taught, okay. you can be a classroom okay. teacher for 30 years. You don't even have to aspire to, to be an administrator, anything of that uh-huh. nature. Your, your, your passion is in the classroom where you can get that one-on-one time, uh-huh. one-on-one time with students. Your growth spurts 
may look like the teacher that you were year one is not the same teacher that you are in year 10. Of you, course. You've, of course. You know, you right. learn new technology, new strategies, new methods. So a growth spurt doesn't necessarily mean you have to physically change your location. A, a different I, space I can just be a different mental that's space. That's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. That's what I wanted to make note of because I didn't want us to, I, what we're trying to say to be misconstrued that, there, you're saying you have to move on to a different space, a location, and things of that nature. But you're right. The teacher who started 30 years ago is not the same teacher because, number one, the children, the students have changed. So you can't mm-hmm. do what you started in 2000 and implement that same stuff in 2020. It's not, first right. of all, it's not going to go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So you're right. Right. Um, you have acquired new knowledge and you have uh, grown in other areas. You may not have wanted to, but you have to change with the trends. That's just what education mm-hmm. does. You have to change with the trends. So I just wanted to make note of that, that we are not telling you when you're, you know, to grow doesn't mean you have to change location, so to speak. Is, right. is, yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That's why oftentimes in the helping community, we use the term space, that you want to save space for something, understanding that mm-hmm. space does not necessarily denote a physical location. We, we, we use the term sometimes we talk about our head space, like if something happens, mm-hmm. something tragic happens, mm-hmm. right, and I'm in this negative head space, I can meditate, mm-hmm. I can take five minutes, take, you know, five deep breaths, and then I can say, oh, I'm in a different headspace. I didn't change locations. Mm-hmm. I'm still standing here. I'm still laying in my mm-hmm. bed. I'm still, you know, standing in the shower. But I was able to shift my mental head headspace with whatever practice that I use to do that. So it's that same concept when we talked about growth, that it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. look like you change. Now, for some people, it does mean to physically change your location. But for others, you can True. stay in the same position and you mm-hmm. personally become a different person. So that's possible. And that's True. the type of growth that I think we should focus on because a lot of times we're mm-hmm. afraid to, to move. Or if we, mm-hmm. we think if we're not physically moving, that we're not growing. And that's not always true. You should mm. be able to see the growth in your decisions, the growth in how you view things. I can say that for myself. You know, it's some things that I thought 10 years ago, I'm like, you know, you grow and you learn more. And a lot of that comes from one experience or two. I mm-hmm. might read or research or, you know, oh, I mm-hmm. read a book last month that changed my opinion on something. So mm-hmm. that's that mm-hmm. growth. That's that growth or that um, acquiring knowledge that actually pushes you to want to grow mm-hmm. more. And that As looks different should. for everyone. It looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks different at different stages of your life. No, because even last year, I'm not the same person. I was tested. Mm-hmm. I was tested with my mental state. State was tested by um, being laid off for eight months. I was laid off for eight months. I'd never in my life been laid off. Never. So I'm like, okay, Lord. Um, all right. I started looking at my skill set. I started tapping into who I knew who did what, put out fillers everywhere, Uh on top of me looking for jobs and on top of me seeking out other um, streams of income. So I'm not even the same person I was just 
this time last year. Um, why? Because I did not give up. I didn't give in. I, um, I, I looked at myself as a whole to see what I had to offer. You know, what, what do I have to offer? Am I just an educator? No, educators have transferable skills. What can I do? You know, where, where am I needed? You know, I started asking myself all type of questions that I wouldn't normally ask myself because I was gainfully employed. So, um, yeah, I guess all of this boils down to is self-analyzing yourself at different stages to see where you are, you know, and if you think that you're okay where you are, so be it. But if you think that you would like to be this place and you're stuck here, then I think it's time to start asking questions. You know, what is it that I want? What do I still need to acquire? What What's preventing me from uh, doing A, B, and C? You know, I don't think we ask ourselves questions a lot. We just go through the motions. And that's one of the things that I'm doing more of is asking myself questions. <laughs> Earth to Kiera, Earth to Kiera. Herb to Kiara. Kiara, the AT and T interrupt us again. No, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. I can't hear you. I think we're experiencing another snafu. AT&T won't let us be great. Why? What did we do to you? Kiara, come in, please. You're needed online. Kiera, Kiera, you know I came through this without you. Kiera, Kiera.
Hey, 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 we're back, and you're tuned in to the Good Grief Girl Show. Miss Sinead, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. I don't know what happened. Neither do I. <laughs> but I made a whole jingle. I made a whole commercial. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're back. So something that I was saying that I, I'm, I don't know if it was recorded or not, but... um how we're taught and I think we practice always planning. We're always in planning mode. We're always looking towards Uh the future. We're always um, looking to our next move, what we'll do next, our next decision, where we'll go next. And what ends up happening, we're so focused on next that we tend to not be present. So whatever is going on now, whatever hardships we may be experiencing, whatever joy we may be experiencing, sometimes we're not actually embracing it or taking in the lessons that we need because we're already moved on to what's next. We're, we're already planning for next. So I think some, sometimes we, we lose the motivation that we need to grow because we've missed yeah. the lesson. So I wanted to ask you, when you experienced your layoff last year, did it prepare uh-huh. you, although you haven't been laid off during the pandemic, but has it, did it prepare you for this time of uncertainty where you're doing things a little differently? Yes. Uh, I don't know before I was talking and then everything went silent, but I was saying before that I'm not the same person that I was last year. Um, uh-huh. I asked myself, more questions, certain questions last year, like what more do I have to offer? Am I just an educator? No, that's my answer because we have transferable skills. But mm-hmm. where where am I needed? What what can what other areas would I be able to excel in that I feel comfortable, you know, getting my uh, groove in or what have you? And so during the pandemic, I have started. Um, venturing into a, a a side of real estate, you know, with um, wholesaling. That's another stream of income, and especially mm-hmm. during these times, you know. And so just looking at things a little different because I was like, I don't like being stuck. Mm-hmm. I hate that feeling of being stuck. I hate the feeling of lack. And right. so what Sinead has to do, I'm speaking in third person, what Sinead has to do, <laughs> have to do is I have to position myself. I I am I am responsible for me. No one looks out for me other than God. And, you know, I'm not saying technically, but I'm responsible for me. So if, if I want to be in a better posi- position should, should things happen, then I need to make some changes and make some moves and start taking steps to acquire those things to put me in position. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, uh, you know, you you always have to, what, what's the thing? If you call off, you stay ready, you don't have, you don't have to get ready. You don't ready. have to get ready. I, right. I, I you want, don't have to get ready. Yeah, I want to be in that <laughs> position. So, yes, I am not the same person I was last year. I do know that for a fact. I I didn't give up. I didn't give in. I was tested, and mm-hmm. I started getting a little um, – a little anxiety towards the end because I'm like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I was going over what I was putting in place, what I was implementing, mm-hmm. um, and then the doors open. So 
I was saying before we went to um, break or whatever happened is I don't think we question ourselves a lot. We don't do a lot enough, uh, to your point, we don't do a lot enough of self-analyzing. We don't ask mm-hmm. ourselves um, enough questions. And I hadn't before last year. I hadn't. I would right. ask myself questions here and there, but it wouldn't be in-depth questions to find out where I need to be to get this place, this place. I, I'm learning to, like you stated, to embrace the moment and figure out, you know, what's my next move? You know, where do I want to go from here? Do I want to mm-hmm. stay and perfect this a little bit? Or this is just something that I need to know um, for general purposes? You know, I ask myself more questions. You know, I ask, mm-hmm. I ask myself, you know, could I have done better in this area? Is this an uh, area I need to revisit? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just ask myself more questions because I matter, right? And I, I don't actually, want to be. I, um, no, I was just saying. I. <laughs> we keep talking over <laughs> each other. Go ahead. You got it. You got it. Go this is this is the downside of social distancing. Let me give our disclaimer that we are generally or usually in the same studio, but because of social yes. distancing, we are not. So I think that does cause I w- it, for the over the past few episodes I've been saying that I wonder how that's going to play into our interactions because we can't see each other so we can't really feed off of each other so that's one of the downsides talking over each other but what I wanted to say uh-huh. is that I think sometimes we aren't comfortable asking ourselves those questions because one uh-huh. that means we'll have to we'll have to become accountable to the answer and then two we don't exercise our personal power. If if you look, a lot of times we spend time responding to things that happen to us. We lose a job. The relationship doesn't mm-hmm. work. And let's talk about relationships, mm-hmm. okay? So you respond. We tend to respond to a relationship not working, meaning it ended, mm-hmm. there was a big blowout, you know, it was the last straw. However, comma, we can probably look back at all the red signs or the red flags, mm-hmm. all the times we thought about leaving and we just didn't didn't exercise our personal power and make the decision. Sometimes growth is about making a decision. As difficult as it may be, it may possibly be the wrong decision, but taking, mm-hmm. exercising your personal power and taking ownership of your life, stop. I think we have to get out of the habit of just responding to life, responding to everything that happens to us. If you know you want a certain type of career, get up and make it happen. If you know you want a certain type of relationship, let me, be the per- let me be the person that will attract that type of relationship, instead of sitting at home, mm-hmm. sitting on the couch, laying in the bed, waiting for things to come to you so that you can respond. Right. And I think, I think, I think that plays into why we just don't do a lot of um, reflection because that makes you accountable. Then you have to respond. Because once you notice that you have um, a pattern of behavior or um, you keep entering, you know, these same, these same cycles, once you realize that, you have to take ownership of it because now if, you, mm-hmm. if it continues to happen, it's your fault. I have to stop blaming, you know, my parents, the way I was raised mm-hmm. or, you mm-hmm. know, the boyfriend that broke my heart five relationships ago. Once you realize mm-hmm. what it is that you're experiencing and why you're experiencing it, you have to take ownership for it. 
And like you stated, you, it does make you accountable, and you have to be mentally prepared. You know, do you think some people are afraid of their own selves? Of course, of course. Of course, for several reasons. One, we don't trust ourselves. And when I say we don't mm. trust ourselves, we don't we don't trust the value that we have. A lot of people, mm. a lot of us just don't believe that we're worth or worthy or deserving of more. So why should I examine myself? The pain that I'm experiencing, I deserve it. This this horrible uh, my horrible living conditions, I deserve it. So there's no need to to examine cuz I can't do any better. Things can't be any better for me. So if you've never been told that you can be better, if you don't believe that you can be better, if you've never been exposed to anything better, you can easily get into this cycle of believing the best that you have right now is as good as it gets. So you don't seek anything better. I definitely think that's possible. self-esteem. That, that, um, into self-esteem um, wholeheartedly. This is one one of the reasons why, with my own child, I tried to do the best I could to expose him to certain things, um, mm-hmm. so that he was aware. You know, right. and even with the students, you know, I've always taught in the inner city, and we made sure we took them places that they parents wouldn't or mother wouldn't normally take them, which is to the symphony which is to the high museum to view different visuals of art mm-hmm. and different artists, um, things of things of that nature, just so that as they progress through middle and high, they, they, they can have some sense of, okay, I don't want to, I'm not into that, but I'm aware of it, you know, mm-hmm. or I, I know I come from this, but I'm not, I'm not a product of my own environment. Because we right. are, we both know of several stories of kids who've come from the projects and they are smart as a whip and have uh-huh. gone to you know um, these A one schools and things of that nature. So I think it's where do you think do you think it starts at home? Yes, because I do think I'm, it starts I'm, at I'm home. I'm using that loosely. I'm using that loosely because. There have been some some kids who have beat the odds or did the opposite who who didn't have anyone speaking life into them at home, mm-hmm. but they had someone speaking life into them at school, or right. they just knew they didn't want to be in that environment and did whatever they could so that they wouldn't have to return there after school. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying so. Yes. Does that always start at home, though, or at different stages of your life, or does it just depend on the person? Right. I, I do think it depends on the person. I, I think you can never say always about anything because there's always exceptions, and especially uh-huh. when it comes to our upbringing, because you can be raised in the house with five siblings and you all turn out differently. So right. I, I, right. I know that, you know, there are exceptions. However, your exposure matters. The images that you see matters. Um, What you believe Mm -hmm. about yourself matters. The possibilities that you believe, it all matters. And Mm -hmm. I think it Mm -hmm. it sets you on this path of what you can and can't do. As children, we're taught that you have to be nice to everyone. Sharing is caring. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't say no. Mm -hmm. If someone wants to be your friend, you be their friend. We take pride in having friendships 
for, you know, that have lasted for 20, 30, 40 years. We take pride in that, not understanding that if you've been in a toxic friendship for 40 years, let it go. Don't feel Mm -hmm. that you have to stay committed to this relationship because you were taught. What are you getting out of it? Right. What are you getting out of saying? It's, it's, it's being able to say, you know, that I was loyal to my friend. My friend was crap, wow. but I was loyal. You, we're taught mm-hmm. to be loyal. And there's and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not against loyalty. I think it has a place in right. our lives. But I, I am not against outgrowing relationships, outgrowing people. I no longer want to do those things. It doesn't mean I love you any less. It doesn't mean that I'm better mm-hmm. than you. It doesn't think that I, it doesn't mean that I think you're beneath me. It's just that it's mm-hmm. that I've grown. I'm no longer interested in that. And there's nothing wrong right. with that. Because healthy but, relationships but and friendships should grow that. with you. True. Mm-hmm. True. There is nothing wrong with that, but you know some people feel some kind of way when you move on, you know, they, um, I don't, I don't know. It could be several things feel like not understanding that sometimes people I grow one another. I, I know, I know yeah. that they do. I and mean, I, we I actually talk about this a lot, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We do. We do. Cause I, cause I we think do. this is one of those commonalities between many of us, men, women, different ages, different stages. We have these relationships in our lives and loyalty will cause you to stay committed to something that's unhealthy, something that's bad for you, something that you should have left six months, six years ago, mm-hmm. but because you're loyal mm-hmm. to that person, you're loyal to the memories that you've made, you're loyal to the plans that you had, because you're so committed to those things, you stay in that relationship when honestly you've outgrown it. And right. I think one of the one of the signs that you've outgrown a relationship is that you find yourself bending and trying to fit in with people or fit in with the crowd. I used to take, I used to be able to put down 10 shots a night. Okay, I can't do that anymore. First of all, because I need to go home to my husband, to my, Mm -hmm. you know, little Mm -hmm. kids. So I can't be out all Mm -hmm. night taking down 10, 15 shots. Mm -hmm. But because because I want to stay committed to this relationship, I want to stay committed to the memories and the history that we've had. I'm going to continue to pretend that I can put down 10 shots. No, girl, you don't outgrew that. No, stop doing it. And it's okay to say that. And I and I and I and I've said this before because I've had relationships where things that I used to be able to do one some things I'm just not interested in anymore some things it just not it's just not a good look I've learned you know better I desire to do better and I remember feeling bad that um you know I I'm not I really don't want to hang with y'all no more. So it's mm-hmm. not an easy decision and that was kind of one of the things we wanted to talk about on the show is that decision of moving on and how, although I've outgrown that relationship, I still miss Mm -hmm. it sometimes because I I love those people. I loved what it is that I was doing. So that grief is real. And if you're not careful Mm -hmm. and if you don't recognize it for what it is, you'll find yourself going back to it. That's true. That is true. Or um, doing the woulda, shoulda, coulda, Mm -hmm. you know, that is true. Uh, Another thing, um, when you know you've outgrown someone is when the conversation uh, starts to become or feels forced, 
You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't flow like it once did. Or right. um, you may restrain yourself from sharing personal or professional accomplishments because you feel like you wouldn't get the support or the um, accolades that you may so, want. You know, so, you just feel uh-huh. a that's a good one. Let me ask you this about that one, because I think that can come into play in relationships when you start out on the same level. You start out, you know, mm-hmm. start, especially when it when it comes to our age. You know, usually, you know, when you're younger, mm-hmm. we're all struggling. We're trying to find ourselves, right? So if you and your mm-hmm. friend are both trying to find yourself, what if I find myself or my path or my purpose sooner than you do? So if I find mm-hmm. my purpose, I'm going to start to pursue that. So now as right. I grow, because now I'm following my purpose, I'm outgrowing you. So now I don't want to share some of the wins that I have. To your point, I don't want to share those wins because now I might make you feel bad. One or, it or may come across as just your boasting. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, but that and and I think and, it, it I also think it highlights also, to the person that's the person that's left behind. It kind of highlights that you know, dog, I really haven't figured it out yet. Mm. And I think that's where some maturity come comes into play because I remember when I first discovered my purpose, and uh, which for me it was to work with families that have experienced infant loss or families that families that are grieving. So when I discovered my my purpose in this grief space, because it actually expands beyond infants. But when I found my purpose in this grief space, I had a a very close friend come to me and ask me, you know, wanted to know how did I discover my purpose? I think that was a mature relationship where she Mm -hmm. realized that we, we started out, you know, we both were lost, but it's like, dang, Kiara, you know, figured it out. So instead of me getting Mm -hmm. mad at her for figuring it out, let me go ask her, you know, how can she help me? Can you give me some tips? Right. You know, so I think that's a sign of a mature relationship and a healthy relationship where in that case we can grow together because outgrowing someone doesn't always look like we're on the same level. So growing together doesn't mean that we're always on the same level. Sometimes I'm True. up, sometimes I'm down. So, so growing mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. is just being able to be in that space where we can have healthy conversations, understanding that we have to pull one another up. And it's not always just one-sided, where it's, where it's just one party that's always pulling the other person up. Or there's only one of us that's constantly growing, and the other person is never growing. Because, of course, we grow at different mm-hmm. rates, different speeds. True. So you might grow a little, a little slower. It doesn't, I don't care as long as you know, baby steps are still a step. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. I, so I think that's important to highlight when it comes to relationships. True. What about um, you start to feel bored or out of place when you're around them? Mm. Been there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, I have. That's oh, actually, wow. yeah, that's when I know it's time for me to move on. Two, two, two signs that I have personally when I know it's time for me to change my space. And when I say for me, change my space, change the connections that I have, change the things that mm-hmm. I'm pursuing. There are two signs for me. One is that I'm bored and I physically feel out of place. Like, mm, this doesn't feel right. And everybody around me can be having a great time. Keep mm-hmm. it up. I can be someone who six months ago was kicking it with you, 
But now oh. it's starting to feel very uncomfortable for me. That's when I know that it's time for me to go. And two, when I become kind of obsessed with proving myself, if I have to prove myself constantly, if I have to continue to explain everything, I have to, you know, announce everything that I'm doing. That's when I know it's time for me to move on, that I've outgrown this space because I shouldn't have to announce everything. Or you know how, you know, people want to know everything that you're doing. I shouldn't have to tell you everything that I'm doing or tell you exactly how I got to this decision or what's next mm-hmm. for me without you. So mm-hmm. you, you know how we have some friends, they're not going to support you unless they know all the details. That's true. That's yeah. True. I, that's when I know that's, that's not for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, with me, I've never said it out loud, but I self is when the conversation feels forced. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't flow like it used to. It just feels for, and, and now that I'm sitting here, you know, as I, um, when I researched this topic, I was like, I've experienced not, um, I've experienced refraining from sharing uh, personal or professional accomplishments myself. Yeah, so have I. Never mm-hmm. thought about it. But I, I have done that numerous times, and I'm like, oh, so that was a sign. Yep. I kind of felt it, but I never uh-huh. think. Uh-huh. You know, so I was like, okay, so this hindsight being twenty twenty, that's that's what it was. It's like, mm, let me let me keep that to myself. I'm well, yeah. I, I kind of move in silence anyway, and mm-hmm. really only share when when it's a when I'm halfway through it or when I right. accomplished it. Because you know, when I'm when I'm focused, I'm focused. But um, yeah, a few two of these I've felt. But mm-hmm. didn't know that's like when you are grow someone. Now I yeah. know. Okay, let's take a quick you know? break because I, I actually want to ask a few questions about that movement silence. Let's talk about that for a second. So uh, mm-hmm. when we come back, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on growth spurts. You're tuned in to the Good Grief Girl Show here on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs>
girl, you always forget about the breakdown. Oh my God, that's my jam. What time for the DJ? DJ Kiki. All right. <laughs> hey, 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 everyone. You're welcome back to the Good Grief Girl show on Blog Talk Radio. Kiara Sunday and I, as usual, are discussing our topic for today: uh, growth spurt. Growth spurt that yes. may uh, cause grief. You know, mm-hmm. we've discussed job loss. We've discussed um, how do you know when it's time to move forward in your career or just period where this in a different type of um, career path, uh, relationship, and things of that nature. So you stated you had a question you well, wanted to was, ask. Well, it was actually a comment about that. Right, about moving in silence and how one of the signs that we've shared of um, Mm -hmm. you may be outgrowing your personal space or the space that you find yourself in is that you can't share what's going on or you can't share your wins or you can't share your vision Mm -hmm. with those people that you are connected to. And I agree with you that that's a sure sign that you are not in the right place. And I think that's important because your vision mm-hmm. needs support. You have to have people to support you. If, you're, if you truly mm-hmm. want to grow, because my daddy used to tell me all the time that no man is an island. You cannot mm-hmm. progress alone. Progression is not mm-hmm. meant for you to do alone. Blessings are mm-hmm. not to be experienced alone. And we often find ourselves doing things alone because we can't trust or we don't believe in the environment that we're in or the friends that we have, our coworkers, you know, we don't believe in those things or those people. So we're not comfortable sharing our blessings. So that's a sign that if you, if you truly have to move in silence during every season of your life, because I do believe that some, some seasons you should be silent. However, if you find yourself constantly silent about everything that you're doing, that means that you don't have the mm-hmm. proper support. It doesn't have to be 10 people. You should have at least one person that you can share your vision with. You can share your plans with. You can share your wins mm-hmm. with. That you can share your losses mm-hmm. with. You should have someone that you can be transparent with so that you're not forced to constantly move in silence. See, now, okay, that's a great point, and I, I agree, but my reasons for typically moving in silence is so that I don't have any distractions. Um, hmm. Like I've told just a few people of what this new endeavor that I'm doing, but it's a lot of watching videos, um, implementing, or, or just getting the framework down. And so me... I, I have to be focused. So, you know, sometimes when you share it too early, you get a thousand questions that you don't always have to answer to because you're still learning it. Mm-hmm. So my, that's my reason for moving in silence is just let me get this under my belt first. Let me get my footing. And, and then I'll start sharing bits and pieces here and there. And hopefully when you ask questions, I can answer them. Um, without having to be like, uh, let me get back to you on that because I ain't covered that yet. You know, um, let, I agree, I but I kind of don't agree. I kind of don't agree. Okay. Because if, 
Because one, I believe the, for many of us, I think the blessing is in the journey, right? So if you're learning something mm-hmm. new, and, and we're going to assume that you're in a safe space, that you have mm-hmm. um, healthy people around you. So if you share mm-hmm. some information about this, I just decided yesterday that I want to, and in this case for you, I want to do um, some real estate. So you just made this decision mm-hmm. yesterday. So here I come with my 15 questions. Why can't you just mm-hmm. say, oh, I don't know that? I could. I just don't choose to. Oh. It's not that I can't. <laughs> okay. It's not that I can't can't say I don't know yet. It's just me. This Sinead being anal. I would rather mm-hmm. have the answer for you should you come to me. Okay. I want to get my, I want to be more comfortable in this space before mm-hmm. I start sharing information in this space, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, I want to be comfortable with, so that I can answer questions when they're posed to me. That's just me now. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can say I don't know that yet. That's, I, that's, that's just me. I've always moved in silence until I've, I'm more comfortable in the space or I have more knowledge under my tool belt where I can say, okay, no, that's not correct, or it, it, you work it like this, or you have to do this, the framework, where, you know, this is a whole new space for me. So, okay. yeah, I agree with what you said, but with me personally, I would uh-huh. rather have more, um, more I, I would rather have acquired more knowledge or be more comfortable in a new space before I address questions. That's just me. Okay, I'm a reformed move in silence person. And the shift that I, that, and I, and because I used to be the same way. And what I realized for me that moving in silence was easy for me because it didn't require me to be vulnerable to, to say Mm. to people that I don't know, to say to someone that I need help. So, because I, because with anything, if I sit down with it long enough, I'll figure it out. I know that about my, my personal abilities, that I'm resourceful. I can watch 100 YouTube videos. I can read 10 mm-hmm. books. I can read, you know, six blogs, and I'll figure it out. I know that about my personal abilities. However, come mm-hmm. if I'm vulnerable and I can share with you, you know, that I'm embarking on this new task or this new journey, and you can save me 10 hours of research by saying, Kiara, go this simply because oh, okay. I was vulnerable enough to share with you gotcha. that I was doing this. So sometimes that's, that, that's why I, yeah, that's, a good that's actually, that's what I'm, motivated I'm not, me to make that shift. Ah, uh, but I'm not in the, um, see, I'm not above uh, asking for help either because I guess the situation I'm in, I'm kind of like in a cohort. So mm-hmm. there's about there's a there's a couple of hundred of us in a group where we're there for each other to if we should we run into a snack stew or what have you. So I'm not above moving in silence where I'm figuring everything out on my own. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to be more comfortable or well versed in this space, um, so that I could answer questions. But no. So I understand your point, but um, no, I don't think that that's why that doesn't fit me too tough with um, figuring everything out myself. Because, you know, I'm resourceful too, but 
some things you just have to sit among. And mm-hmm. and like my brother, my brother has licenses in real estate, and he also have licenses with um, health insurance, things of that nature. So, of course, I told him what I was doing because I can bounce some ideas off of him because he, he knows that space. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so then when I can when I finish these weeks of um, the course, because I think it's four weeks long, and I become more versed in this area, then I can we could go to brunch and I'd be like, y'all, guess what? So I'm doing this, that, and the other. This is what I found. This is what's new. Then I'll be more comfortable sharing things like that amongst others. But mm-hmm. when I'm just Entering into a new space, Mm-mm. I don't, I don't um, shout from the mountaintop. I can respect I'm that. That makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. you it was just like with everything, you have to do what's best for you and what's comfortable for you at this time. Because five years from now, you might have a different process. So I mean, sure we right. we each know right. we know our limitations. So we have to do what works best for us. But what I do it's want messy, to say, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. to encourage our listeners is that. When you're when you find yourself in the midst of making that decision of one, you find your, you you realize that you've grown. So we we talked earlier about, about some of the signs that you've outgrown your personal space. You have to, mm-hmm. um, and some of those signs were you're no longer comfortable. Some of the the conversations were outgrowing uh-huh. your space, or you find uh-huh. yourself in need of making the decision to grow. The, the first rule, or I, or I would say the primary rule, is to actually do it. We tend to overthink um, growth. We tend to overthink mm. decisions. We tend to overthink, mm. should I do it or should I not do it? And you wake up, and it's been five years, and you've, tried, you've been trying to decide whether or not to lose it, to, to, to move beyond this relationship. Well, you just wasted five years or a decision oh that's God. the same. Yeah as a decision that you would have made five years ago. So we want to encourage our listeners to, to exercise your personal power and own the mm-hmm. decision. You, if, if, we, if we're honest with ourselves, we know our desires. Mm-hmm. We know what it is that we want. We know when we're uncomfortable. So when you find yourself in that uncomfortable space, go ahead and mm-hmm. commit to the decision so that now you can deal with the feelings that come because I'm no longer, I used to be comfortable or what used to be comfortable for me no longer works. Now you can deal with those feelings of grief that you may be having because now you've actually made the decision. So the first thing you have to do is actually make the decision or commit Mm -hmm. to your growth. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree with that. But what do they do <laughs> for some who are listening or who will listen to this podcast? It's like, okay, I felt I felt empty or I felt um, funny. You know, when you've been around someone for years um, and you had some type of routine, you feel a little off for a moment. Um, mm-hmm. At least I have after breakups. Or like, okay, so, yes, you acknowledge it. Yes, go ahead and, and, and take the jump, I would say. But what do you do with the grief? You acknowledge it, one, and uh, acknowledge it could be a couple of emotions that you're experiencing, you know, and mm-hmm. then next to those emotions, uh, put why. Why are, you, mm-hmm. why are you feeling this way? And what things do you need to do 
to help you push forward. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of this comes out of routine. I think we right. have to, we're human, so we have to get out of routine. Mm-hmm. Everything is a routine for us, you know. So a lot of people don't know what to do with their grief. Yes, they can acknowledge it, but what do I do once I've acknowledged it? Well, one, you can try seeking professional help, mm-hmm. or you can solicit that one trusted friend who um, you can vent to and help you talk through it, you know, once you acknowledge grief, it just you don't you just don't let it sit there. You have to uh, walk, lean into it. You gotta push your way through it and, and mm-hmm. figure out why you feel that way and what do you need to do to help you reduce feeling that way. Right. Those are very good, and, and, and that's why it's important for us to make that connection with grief and the different ways that we experience grief, because now we see that when we do experience it, experience it we have to use those same tools that we use if we mm-hmm. lost a, a family member. We have to use those same tools when we find ourselves uncomfortable by this major change that we've had in our lives because we've, we've grown or we've outgrown a space that, was, that used to be comfortable for us, that we have to use those same tools to address the grief that we're feeling. And that's why it's important mm-hmm. to make that connection that, that what you're feeling is grief. True. Yes. Which but is this was a good show. A, a, so ch- grief is simply a change of law, guys. Uh-huh. Grief is simply a change of law that we experience. Any change, any loss. Mm-hmm. And it exactly. doesn't have to exactly. be a loss you know. of loss of life. It can be, you know, loss no. of a job, loss Different of a areas. relationship. That's right. Yep. Things that used to None be comfortable for you. Right. Yep. And, and, it, and, it, <laughs> and it happens at different stages of our lives and it shows up in different ways. So that's why it's mm-hmm. important to always be focused so that you can mm-hmm. pinpoint what it is that you're experiencing so that you can move on faster. Because what we True want to enough. do is we want to continuously move forward. And that and this those are good tips that you gave. Oh, well, thank you, Sunday. You know what? I hope you all enjoyed <laughs> our show for today. Please be sure to follow yes. us on social media. Uh, we have our Facebook group, Good Grief Girl. Uh, please follow us on Instagram. Uh-oh. Yep, Instagram at Good Grief underscore girl. Join us next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And we'll see you here at goodgreekgirl.com. You've been tuned in to the Good Grief Girl Show here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll see you next week. Baby, baby.